The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. gigantic because John was even a year a year or maybe even two years older than the rest of the group he was a little older I always joke that I met John when I was 12 and he was 47 but it, I mean he, he was seven years older than me so it, he was always that big so you know that's a for anything even when you're backyard wrestling you know that that's cool uh, but he was real quiet he was real reserved I, I, I still remember one of the first because I don't even remember him speaking when he used to come around you know he would just show up and and he would do his thing and and he would leave he came to like a pay-per-view party at rob schultz's house and we were all like having laughs and joking around i think like lou quoted a simpsons line and (laughs) i'll never forget i don't even know why i still remember this in the corner of the couch john just goes you choo choo choose me and that giant man, this Ralph Wiggum quote comes out of his mouth and the whole room lost it. Cause like, you know, for the most part, we barely heard the dude talk. John quickly adapted the Huber Boy 2 persona as his own, flashing the two symbol everywhere he went. HB2 was now a big part of the AWF group. And for the next five years, John became Huber Boy 2. Your first competitor, Huber Boy number two. There he is, folks. Huber boy number two. Huber, 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 Huber. Accompanied by Mr. Audacious. He would do like he was a big Jeff Jarrett fan. He would do the stroke, like that. He's six seven. He's doing the stroke. That's his move for some reason. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of the panel discussion. We have a uh, really we're really excited uh, to be able to talk to this gentleman today. We get we hooked this interview up I think earlier in the middle of the week, and uh, he has a big documentary releasing this Tuesday at the Movies Ten in Rochester. Uh, at 7 p.m., the documentary is This is Brody Lee. Uh, everybody, please welcome to the show, Joe Brat. Nailed it. Nailed the last name. <laughs> you nailed it. Great job, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, brother. How you doing? Doing good. Very uh, anxious to uh, get to the premiere. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. This is a really exciting thing. I I seen, uh, was it? Oh, Art, Art's the one who, uh, our friend Art, uh, was the one yeah. who put me through to you. And uh, I seen him share and I'm like, this is so cool. Like, I love the fact that you, you know, you and I, I'm guessing a team of people as as well um, are putting this thing together. It's it's, uh, you know, it's amazing. I loved my time with Brody Lee, loved my time. It was a very short period of time, but yeah. I absolutely loved it. And his life absolutely deserves to be celebrated. 
Yeah, and I think that's one of the main things I want people to take away from it is what a great person he was. I mean, it's a real kind of rarity in pro wrestling to meet someone who is just like a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, you you aren't kidding. <laughs> I, I've met some of the best people in my life through pro wrestling, and I've met some of the absolute worst people in my life through pro wrestling. And Brody is definitely uh, Brody. John Huber, uh, yes. definitely, definitely one of the one of the best. So um, you what's your personal connection with 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 Brody? um with john what what you know how far do you guys go back do you have was it a uh like a a a bond a friendship what what uh what started really with you and john i don't know if we were like really friends per se it was a more case where i produced russell vision right and so starting at the end of 2003 i started going to rpw matches that's a throw um yeah (laughs) it was John had just started going by the name Brody Lee. Okay. But everyone there still called him Huber Boy too. <laughs> and it, it probably was a good year or so before Brody really caught on with everybody. Right. But uh, there were times we would travel to like Canada for shows. So we would have like the WrestleVision crew in one car and then like Brody and Falco Everlast in another car. Yeah, so on. And those kind of trips, you know, you, you would end up hanging out with them at the show, after the show. So those were like the times where I really got to hang out with them. No, I mean, hey, road trips are the best part. Usually the best part of wrestling, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I take pride. I mean, I got to wrestle in Brody's last indie match, but I think I'm more proud of the fact that and excited that I got to sit in a car ride with him for a whole weekend uh, for two CWs living on the edge. That was, you know, right. That you really get to know these guys uh, on the road from a personal aspect. It's it's easy to sit there, you know, sit there as a fan, enjoy what they do for their body of work. But man, when you really get to know some of these guys and, and see how just down to earth most of them are, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's a uh, it's it's a really cool thing. So that, that's a, that's a cool experience. Um, so on the road quite a bit. I, I know WrestleVision's been been around for for quite some time, and you guys do a, a you know amazing job of covering. Uh, local pro wrestling and stuff. So it, you, you probably interact with them quite a bit. Yeah. So we would be doing shows in Rochester, Buffalo and Southern Ontario. So it was like three weekends a month and John was pretty much on all those shows. So, yeah, uh, yeah. that's kind of what made this documentary like something I felt I had to do because I had all these matches I had you know, pretty much everything from 2004 to 2009. Right. When he's really starting to break out, you got all that, yeah. that tape. So no, that's, that, that's great. So, um, I did see you're, you're not accepting it. Did I see that correctly that you're not accepting any profits from this? Everything's going to uh charity of Amanda's, uh, John's right. wife's choice. Yeah. So, uh, the idea is we're going to raise money for a, uh, a charity that, Amanda will be announcing shortly. Um, so it's something for um, a foundation that I, I don't really know the details yet, but everything will be going towards that. Very, no, that's, I mean, that's astounding. I, I you know, I'm going to ask you, of course, about the, the type of work that went into this and, and such, but, um, but yeah, so just for those listening, it is at movies again, it's at movies 10 and Henrietta in Rochester, New York at 7 PM on Tuesday. It's only $10 per ticket. And, uh, you know, obviously it's going to a great cause. It's a, uh, um, 
you know, it, again, it's 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 a good way to kind of honor Brody and 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 what he meant to the wrestling world. What did you know? Obviously, you got you got to travel with him quite a bit. But what did Brody mean to you? What did what did Brody Lee, Jonathan Huber, um, what did he mean to you? Well, you know, to me, once he made it to the big scene, he was a representative of Rochester everywhere he went. And, you know, he loved Rochester. He talked about Rochester. He, you know, loved the Amherst. He loved, even though he wasn't a big baseball fan, you know, he loved going to the Red Wings games. So for me, it was like everywhere he went, whether it was, you know, WrestleMania in New Orleans or going to Japan, it was, he was representing Rochester. And so that was like a very cool thing. And, uh, another part of the documentary I felt like needed to get out there was his history in Rochester. Right. Um, if you go to Wikipedia and you look up Brody or Colin or Jimmy, it's almost as if their careers start with Chikara. There'll maybe be a sentence like, yeah, he wrestled in Rochester, but then Chikara happened and wow. I see you're honing on the on the Rochester aspect, which yeah. I, I absolutely I love I, I love that because because you are right. I mean, I've looked him up before I get it was one of the coolest things meeting Brody. I'm like, man, I know somebody with a Wikipedia page, but I know like <laughs> I know very little about him. But but you are right. I mean, very humble, like just really cool beginnings. They if I'm not mistaken, they started doing they started in the backyard. Right. Colin, Jimmy and, and, uh, and I'm sure a few others. But. That's really where he got. I mean, I don't want to spoil too much for, for everybody who's going to go to the movie <laughs> or the documentary. But um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the foundation. It's not like he just showed up one day and was like, hey, Chikara, what's what's going on? Right. There was a lot that went into his career, his life before he got to Chikara. And I don't think a lot of people know that uh, that story. No, it, it definitely. Uh, you know, I'm excited that people get to kind of spotlight it. Um, you know, through talks with him, it's always so cool to hear about, you know, what the Rochester wrestling scene was like in the in the old days. I was a part of it from 2011 to probably like 2015 or so. But you always hear about, you know, the good old days and, and just all these, um, you know, these top level talents and just how quickly Brody ran up the ranks. Right. right. Um, it, you know, it was probably within uh, maybe I'm overexcited, probably within you know, like I said, two to three years where he, I mean, he really started to break out. He was like the next big thing. Of course, you know, you had Cloudy and Cheech, I think, around that time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're I, Actually, I don't think they're from Rochester. But Brody was from Rochester. and He blew up big. You know, he, he's going all these promote, you know, Chikara and, and eventually like Dragon Gate in Japan and all this stuff. Right. Um, he shot up quickly, very quickly. Yeah, we uh, we talked about it in the documentary how he, Jimmy and Colin are kind of tied together. And they all kind of rose up at the same time. They went from being, you know, the goofy guys doing comedy matches to suddenly being, you know, the main event guys. And Colin himself getting signed to WWE and Brody and Jimmy having main event matches for a good year. Yeah, I mean, that was that was a cool time. I do remember when I found out that Colin was from Rochester and. Um, cause I was completely oblivious to the, to the local wrestling scene back then and no idea what independent wrestling was. And I'm like, Colin Delaney he's from Rochester. Like that's the coolest thing. And then, <laughs> and then everything just kind of starts to open up, right? You, see, you start to learn about Jimmy, you start to learn about Brody and, uh, you know, just, just what they meant to this area. And, you know, Colin's still going strong. He's, 
uh, you know, which is just, I know it's a little sidebar, but a huge testament to what Colin's been doing. He, he's the best he's ever been. <laughs> you know, yeah. he looks, he looks fantastic. He, he's, he's, he's out there, you know, he can go with anybody. Colin's great. But, um, but yeah, back to, back to, you know, back to Brody is, is riser so cool. And, and I always loved how personable he was, how outgoing he was in the respect that he didn't owe anybody a damn thing. He didn't owe anybody a damn thing, especially green guys like myself. Um, <laughs> definitely, especially like that. Yeah. But he always took that no matter what, you know, where he was wrestling the following week. Yeah, I'm going to Japan for a couple of weeks. Um, hey, green kid, this is what you should do. And you don't get a lot of that. That's like a big gripe of mine where, you know, a lot of these, these, uh, a lot of veterans who um, maybe, you know, definitely not as accomplished as Brody uh, ever, you know, ever was. It was such like a selfish, stubborn attitude, but Brody was so willing to give back and help people help the young guys, you know, whatever they needed, just come up and ask them or he'll watch your match. If you ask him to, that's how great he was. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys in the documentary, like uh, Dewey, uh, for one, who talked about, like, Brody was the reason they stuck with wrestling because he was a guy who encouraged them and didn't, you know, uh, in wrestling, there's a lot of guys who just put you down constantly. Yep. So Brody was kind of, a, again, a, a unique guy. He he helped the younger guys. He built them up rather than tear them down. Yeah, that, that was definitely a specialty that like he, like I said, he probably mentored me the last six months on his, in, on the Indies, like telling me to send him matches, this and that. Mm-hmm. And then once he left, I didn't really get that. Like I didn't, it was hard to find, you know, you, you had to really like, really like press people to kind of help you. Know, I was just like, oh, why can't everybody, you know, why can't everybody <laughs> be like Brody? That, yeah. That's legit how it was. Even when he was in, in, in uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, he'd still help when he could. But, of course, you know, this is a big step for him. He's got to do what he's got to do. And, uh, you know, he's he's got to make the main roster. He's got to get up to NXT or eventually NXT. But, you know, make it on TV. And, and so we can start, do, you know, really growing his own career. But, uh, but yeah, I just – there was nobody more helpful than him. And his ability – his just willingness to give back was was the greatest thing that – um, a lot of fans just do not know. They do not know. Yeah. So- and uh, <laughs> you talk about like, I don't know if he had a nickname for you, but he, he came up with some good nicknames for people. <laughs> uh, and some of them like uh, Dewey. That name Dewey was just like something I think he John came up with and he's still wrestling as Dewey uh, 16 to 17 years later. Right. Yeah. Um, I had, I mean, I had some fun. I don't know if he had a nickname for me. Um, he it's, I haven't had a wrestling for so long. I'm I'm pretty (laughs) sure I'm pretty sure he did, but, uh, he was just, yeah, he, he just, yeah, he would just have fun. He would just have fun with it. I remember he he poured water in my head one time. It was, it was, oh, it was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. (laughs) Um, but, but that's how comfortable he felt around everybody. You know, he just did it. It, it was pouring water my head in a like respectful, like funny, like kind of ball busted <laughs> way. Um, I think I, 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 I messed them about a subway sandwich one time and yeah, there, there was that, but, uh, but yeah, again, can't speak enough of his character. Um, that's a, definitely an experience that you and I have, have been fortunate to have 
Now let's get into the the kind of uh, you know the the, the filming uh, you know planning all this stuff. When did it click for you that you want to do this? I mean, obviously, like I said, you're you're, you're a Rochesterian. Um, you know, you're, you're around the wrestling scene. Nobody nobody meant more to Rochester wrestling than Brody Lee before this, and and probably ever will. Um, when did it click for you that you wanted to do this? Well, I mean, he passed away December 26th, and I think. I think that night I went into my archives and immediately started editing. Oh, really? Yeah. That quickly, huh? It was, uh, so I, I've been in and out of wrestling for, for, in terms of videotaping. Right. Uh, there was a show I taped. It was like one of Brody's last shows and I never edited the match that he was in. Okay. And there's a long complicated story why I didn't get edited. It was like, it was on different memory cards and one of the cards was on one computer I kind of lost track of the footage. I set out that night. I put it together, and I immediately put the match on YouTube. It was uh, Big Rig and Frank the Tank against Cheech and uh, Triple X from uh, the Eagles Hall. Oh, uh, yep, I do remember that. That was I, I'm not gonna say this was one of my last upstate shows, but I, I do remember that day vividly. And it was a memorable match because. Brody did his dive to the outside and just overshot Ron Falco by a good couple of feet and went three rows into the crowd. Yeah, he hit somebody, uh, I think somebody with uh, Wrestling's <laughs> dad, I believe. Yeah, and he, he ended hit up him with, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that dive was crazy. He he took a, when he dived at me at our, our one-on-one match at 2CW, I was like, I, I, <laughs> I thought it was a wrap. I thought it was it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, he comes uh, full speed. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, absolutely. A- a- there's no, there's no give. It's just all like he he almost pushed me over the uh, over the guardrails at two CW. But um, <laughs> I think actually he did it. I think he might have did it twice to me, which is not something he did often. But the one time, his foot got caught on the rope, and he kind of like he kind of like pivoted, like fell like directly on me. Like there was no like way where I could brace myself. It was just. Boom! Just like just like a, just a big boulder just falling on top of you. But that's how much impact he brought. He he really brought it, um, you know. And it's it, that's yeah. That, again, that's we're gonna learn yeah. more about that with the documentary. Uh, so you know, compiling this, you, you've obviously been around WrestleVision, and, and you have you're a part of several other uh, you know media things, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Correct. Uh, what are they, really quickly? Uh, so I do Classy Wolf Media is my company. So okay. I do I produce the Rochester Press Box, which is a sports uh, roundtable show with uh, Bill Pucko. Okay. And I produced a high school sports show for ten years, and then I do uh, several podcasts that I produce. Oh no, kidding. Okay. No, I mean I, I knew I seen the 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 Wolf one. Um, you know, but but what was the most difficult aspect of I guess putting this together? You had all this footage. Um, what was the most difficult aspect to, to be like, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. I want to do it right. What was the hardest part? So I, I didn't really have a game plan when I started. I just started interviewing guys. Um, Scotty Bender, Rob Schultz, Tom Zarniak, Sweet Lou, uh, Dewey, Big Cat, um, Cameron, uh, and then uh, Colin. Right. And so in the course of doing the interviews, oh, and Chip Stetson, I can't forget. Chip. Oh, can't forget Chip. Uncle Chip was the best. 
<laughs> um, so after I did all these interviews, I kind of just started going through them and figuring out what the, the story was based on what everyone was telling me. So uh, the, the editing process was a good probably three months of, of whittling it down. And I should warn everyone, it is a three-hour movie, so grab your popcorn. <laughs> Go to the bathroom before you get it, you know, before yeah. you head in. You don't want to miss anything. Uh, did you have any trouble getting into contact with anybody by chance? Um, not really. There was uh, there was maybe some delay or some some people had to think it over before they wanted to to talk, which, again, I started... I think the first interviews we filmed were like six days after he passed. So it was still really fresh. I, I didn't blame anyone who didn't want to talk right away. No. Wanted to wait. Um, so that, that was really the only uh, kind of delay. I gotcha. And it, um, I mean, was there anybody from like the, like national wrestling or like bigger wrestling organizations that, that chipped in at all, or just, uh, just the roster? No. So I, I didn't really approach it as, as uh, let's talk about WWE, for, you know, it, it's really kind of his, uh, I describe it like his wrestling life in Rochester. We, 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 you know, touch on his WWE and AEW stuff, of course, but uh, the bulk of it is him from the first day he stepped in a wrestling ring in uh, probably 2000 to, um, you know, to the uh, ultimate end. Right. Um, how, what was it like uh, pitching this to, to, to movies 10 or how many movie theaters did you pitch it to uh, if there were multiple? Uh, so my biggest problem was I wanted to show it on Tuesday before AEW. Right. I thought it would make it a good two night event for, for everyone to celebrate Brody. I had, I'm not going to say who it was, but I had another place lined up. And they backed out uh, just a few days ago. Oh. So it was a mad scramble to find a theater on extremely short notice. Oh, Jesus. And so I'm very, very happy with Movies 10. I can't thank them enough. Um, I contacted them like Thursday last week, and they were able to put together a deal very quickly. So very happy with Movies 10. No, that's awesome when it's stuff. I mean... They stepped up, you know, in Need Bay, because that, that would have been a, you know, the, the, the timing is, is perfect. You know, we all know that I think it's well documented at this point that Brody was supposed to debut. Um, I think it was last July when AEW came to town. I was originally going to be March 18th. So oh, it was the first week of kind of America being shut down by uh, the pandemic. That's right. I think it got pushed to July and then they're just like, oh, we're just going to wait till next year. Yeah, that's what it was. So. I mean, the, the, the timing is, is, is great. And it's, you know, it's, it's really like, again, you know, personal, of course we all miss the person, but you know, he never got to wrestle um, in AEW as, you know, in, in Rochester, you know, that mm-hmm. that's it's just this thing that uh, it's always going to be this big, what if I think in a lot of people's minds. Um, so are you anticipating maybe any AEW wrestlers stopping by? Do you, do you know how, uh, do you know if, if anybody's going to be coming by? So I, I haven't, been able to confirm anything but i i've definitely heard rumors from people that there will be some AEW guys there good very good yeah i mean they they loved him uh a lot of like that you watch uh 
you know, B, you know, BT. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they just, they all just loved him, worshiped him. Big, yeah. yeah, Big E, you know, on WWE TV, just acknowledging him and worshiping him and stuff. And it's really important for, for the boys, so to speak, uh, to, to be there and hanging out and doing this thing. Now, um, this is only supposed to be a one night only thing. What are your plans? If you're, if you're allowed to, if you want to speak on it, what are your plans for it? Uh, post Tuesday for this, this documentary. So I would like to get it on a uh, streaming service. Um, as I've been looking into it, it's kind of a long, complicated process. So I don't think it would happen for a couple of months, but I, I think ultimately that would be the goal is to make it uh, streaming somewhere. So everyone can get a chance to watch it. Yeah. As accessible as possible. I, I yeah. highly agree. It, okay. it won't be on YouTube. I can say that because YouTube <laughs> they will yeah. not allow like any of the footage i've got i've got a good story if you want to hear about wwe and, oh uh, please absolutely so you've probably seen the formerly known as uh, luke harper video that wwe produced yes uh the very first shot in that is from WrestleVision. it's uh brody lee jumping off the top of the steel cage to uh i think it was the Glenn Spectre match. Okay. So WWE used uh, WrestleVision footage. They didn't uh, ask you for it, though, did they? They did not ask me for it. And when I tried to put that footage on YouTube, it was copyrighted by WWE, and I'm currently in a dispute with them over the rights to my own footage. Are you... <sighs> because they claim it's their footage now. That's, that's not how that works. <laughs> it really shouldn't be. I was no. like, I can name, not only do I have the master tapes, I know the names of the camera guys, I know the names of the announcers, and I know the names of about half the audience. WWE, name one person other than Brody Lee on the screen. Right. No, I agree. Yeah, they make it really hard to like them sometimes. They do. <laughs> they really do. And it's like, I don't want to ever, I don't want to be that pessimistic person, but it's like, come on, like, let's, let's be real here. Um, so, I mean, I think that's all, it's it's really all the questions that I have. I wanted to to kind of ask you about, uh, is there anything you wanted to say in closing about, uh, you know, about Brody and, 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 you know, just, I, I mean, I, I know we talked before we started recording, but you know, just, just your anticipation and your excitement for this. Yeah. So I'm very excited. I hope a lot of people come out. I've been uh, told by movies 10, we are in the main auditorium. Very good. It holds 160 people. If more people show up, they will show the movie on more screens. So if a thousand people show up, we will be on 10 screens Ooh. and movies 10. So I want people to buy tickets in advance if they can. So just so we can kind of plan for like how many theaters we will need. But I would love, you know, for everyone to show up and see it. No, definitely, definitely do that. If you're listening to this, um, you know, I know we have a, a pretty national audience, but I, I know we do have some local people here in Western New York, upstate New York um, that listen to the show. Please, uh, any chance you get, you know, it, just go to this. Take the time out of your day. Go to this. It means a lot. It's going to mean the world to uh, to, to Joe and, you know, his everything that's been compiled. Of course, the Huber family. Um, yeah, I'm guessing Amanda and them are going to be in attendance and the boys. Uh they were last I checked, which okay. was a few days ago. Okay. 
I know there's a lot of stuff going on. It's going to be a, like a whole week of celebrating Brody and Rochester. So. Fantastic. So make sure you go check it out again. Movies 10 and Henrietta in Rochester. Tickets are $10. Um, this is Brody Lee. All right. Premieres at 7 p.m. Uh, is there a, is there a online ticket purchase uh, and where can people access that? Yes. So if you go to the, the Movies 10 website, tickets should be available today to purchase. Um, because it's such a last minute uh, scramble to get there. It's been uh, it's taken a little time to get the tickets for sale there, but you will be able to buy tickets in advance from Movies 10. Uh, if you go to the Facebook WrestleVision page, there is a, an event uh, started for it, and there is a link to tickets in the event. So, yeah, I will share that on the panel discussion page. I'm going to share the crap out of it uh, as soon as we get off air. But, Joe, I want to thank you so much for your time. Um, oh, thank you, not man. only, not only for, for just coming on the show, but man, putting this together, it is awesome. I mean, I, I sit here in the studio space. I have a, you know, I have two pieces of art of Brody that I see every day. I have a WWE action figure of him. And like, it just reminds me every day of how wonderful he was and just how much he meant. And I know this documentary is, is, is it's, it's gonna, it needed to happen. And I'm glad I'm glad you were the one to step up to do it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me on. Of course. Of course. Uh, do you want to plug uh, again any of your uh, any of your your medias? Uh, well, if you're in Rochester, you can catch out the press box every weekend on Channel 13 ABC. Um, and in terms of podcasts, there's a really funny podcast called Talking Baloney. You can look up. It's hosted by myself and my friend Jim Deasy. Uh, so that's worth a look, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Definitely worth a look. Absolutely. Well, Joe, my friend, thank you again to our listeners. Make sure you go check it out Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Henrietta in Rochester Movies 10. And uh, thank you so much for your listenership. I appreciate y'all. And, uh, as we usually close our episodes, now this is podcasting. <laughs>